Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. We are already at episode 35. It's hard to believe that we've gotten that far, but we are, and appreciate you listening every week and and getting the word out as you share on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, and all those things. Just invite everybody that you know, friends and family, coworkers, and uh, really have the opportunity to help them grow in their faith. So uh, when you finish listening this week, share it. And even if you can set up somebody's phone to make it happen, then uh, for them, uh, so they can hear the podcast, that'd be awesome too. All right. Well, Pastor Tommy, uh, you know, we've been talking about sharing the gospel. And uh, when we do, people are going to ask questions of us. But, you know, really more important, we sometimes need to ask questions of our own selves. What do people really need to know to be saved? Mm-hmm. Um, can they just believe anything as long as they say they believe? You know, if they just say there's a God, is that enough? Um, but I think that we got to ask ourselves questions to make sure that we're saying the right thing. So today it'd be great to find out about these four life changing questions that every person must answer. So, um, four life changing questions. Every person must answer. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good conversation, pastor pops and pastor pops. Let me ask you a question. Let's do it. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, I need you to be completely honest when I ask you this question. All right, I'll, I'll give it a good Dude, shot. Because if you're not honest, it, it could be bad for us all. Okay. Have you had the coronavirus? I have not had the coronavirus. Are you sure? Uh, no, because I haven't been tested. <laughs> but you're not showing I have symptoms zero of the symptoms. I have uh, supposedly washed my hands and tried diligently not to touch my face, but... That doesn't happen. Yeah, man, it's been crazy, hasn't it? It has been. This whole coronavirus thing has taken the world by storm. And, and I guess rightly so. We don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and there have been Scared some of the loss unknown, of lives you know? and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, man, it's just a, affected uh, the way people live. Even here in South Carolina, where it really hasn't hit yet, mm-hmm. I mean, it's starting to affect the way that people live. I, I found this out, and I thought this was really uh, interesting. Do you, do you like going to Costco? I go to Sam's Club. You go to Sam's. Well, we have a Costco membership. Now, Costco is a bit of a drive for us to go, so we don't go as often as we'd like to go uh, because I, I love Costco. It's a great place. I've been in there. It is nice. You know my favorite part of Costco, what it is? My favorite part of going to Costco is the free samples. Oh, okay. You yeah. can you can have a full meal at Costco. So you just go in a little bit around lunchtime. Yes, sir. And your if lunch. you're not full from the free samples, you go to the concession stand and get a hot dog and a Coke for a buck fifty. Yeah, it's awesome. For a buck fifty. Sam's has Sam's has actually done that as well. So. Well, they and Sam serves Nathan's hot dogs, I think. If yeah, I'm not I mistaken. Think they do. That's another conversation. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I like Costco, but because of the coronavirus, they're not doing free samples right now. Well, I, I can hear. That's I can heartbreaking. That. Yeah, and, and we've seen it in the media, right? Um, uh, toilet paper shortages. Yep, that's bad. Starbucks isn't offering. Um, you know, they do the refills for fifty cents. Uh-huh. They're not offering refills anymore. So. Really? That's what I heard. Do they have toilet paper though? I'm hoping they do. <laughs> that would be a good that would be what, a good thing. What do we do if all the toilet paper runs out? Uh be a bad Do you really day. want me to say it on air? <laughs> I don't think we want to know that. Toilet paper shortages, free samples going away at Costco. Um my wife went to Walmart yesterday and they had no, absolutely no hand sanitizer for the sale at the Walmart. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, we're 
really getting down on all the you you do wonder what people did beforehand but i think they're just being over diligent yeah yeah which is fine i mean i understand but 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 really people are gripped by the fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. what we know about coronavirus so far is that it is a big deal it's 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 spreading throughout the world but for most people who get it is it's about like having the flu maybe a little bit milder than the flu even, yeah right yeah that's what they're saying yeah but 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 still all the unknown at least we know about the flu and we know more about how to treat it and there's vaccines for it and those mm-hmm. kind of things mm-hmm. but we have none of that yet for coronavirus and so people are really gripped by the fear of unknown and because they're gripped by the fear of the unknown and people are doing some pretty drastic things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so so here's a question trey what if we were gripped not by the fear of the unknown, but what if we as believers in Jesus Christ were gripped by passion for mm-hmm. what we know? Yeah. Right? It'd be life-changing for wouldn't a lot it, of people, wouldn't it? not just us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we believe as followers of Jesus that there there is nothing more powerful than the gospel message of Jesus Christ because it literally changes lives. Mm-hmm. And we believe that the gospel message it is complete truth that Jesus really did die on a cross. He really did rise from the dead. There really is life and forgiveness of sins in Christ. That's what we know. Mm-hmm. But are we gripped by that truth? Does that truth give us a desire every day to, to make Christ known? Are we passionate about that truth? We are often gripped by the fear of the unknown, but are we as followers of Jesus gripped with passion for what we do know? Mm-hmm. Right, and I think we know more than we know. We most Christians know more than they think they know. Yeah, that makes yeah, yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And so we've been doing at Northwood. We've taken this month at Northwood, and we have modified our schedule because we've been bringing everybody, our entire church, around tables uh, during our Sunday morning time. We're doing something really unique. We're, we're having conversations every week about what it means to live on mission, and it's been pretty fascinating mm-hmm. to have these conversations around tables during our Life Connection group time. We've had several hundred people that have come and participate in this, and it's been really cool. So this past Sunday, what we did in our time together is we talked about the very basics what you must know in order to be a follower of jesus there are some things that you must believe and we we talked through that we're going to review that here uh this on this episode of the podcast but but trey as, as you were listening to people in different groups talking what what surprised you what were some things that you heard around the table sunday morning that surprised you uh i mean one of the things is uh there are just a seems to be a very few people that have really shared the gospel. Yeah. I don't I don't mean they haven't invited people to church. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. mean that they haven't said God loves you and yeah. think nice things. But to really sit down and share the gospel yeah. with someone is just a very small minority. And yeah. I've always heard the five percent number, only five percent of believers have ever shared the gospel. Yeah. Seems to be true, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's actually very it seems to be very true. Yeah. Right, right. And and just hearing people say, Hey, I, I know these things I just have a hard time taking the next step and sharing yeah. these things, yeah. right? So that's been interesting. And it's also been interesting to me to hear people say, okay, I didn't really know these things, mm-hmm. right? I've been a Christian for a long time, but I, I never have really thought through what were the actual basics, the, the things that that when I have that gospel conversation that I really need to focus on sharing. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk Sunday morning, we, we spend a little bit of time talking about what's not sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And so just as a quick review, Sharing the gospel, sharing the gospel is not telling. Excuse me, let me rephrase this. You're not sharing the gospel if you just tell someone Jesus loves you. Mm. It's a great statement, and that's absolutely true. But it's not sharing the gospel, right? I think you know. I think that comes from watching NFL football, and they'll hold up the sign that says John, John three sixteen, right? Right. 
That's great, but that's not sharing the gospel. It's not sharing know? the gospel, nor is sharing your testimony with someone sharing the gospel. And I think that's surprising to people mm. because we've been taught to share our testimony. And you should share your yeah. testimony, right? But but your testimony is not the gospel. Your testimony is the result of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, yeah. Your testimony can be a powerful tool when you share the gospel. You should share your story as you, you share the gospel with people, but your testimony is not the gospel. And that's not enough. That's yeah. right, that's right. Um, inviting someone to church is not the gospel. Wow. I think that that floors people because yeah. I think they they've done their gospel <laughs> job when they've invited people to church. We want people to invite people to church, don't we? Mm-hmm. Please invite people to church. Please. Invite everybody you know to church. And and if you've already made up in your mind that you're never going to share the gospel with somebody, you're just going to be disobedient in that area of your life. I hate that for you, but at least invite people to church, right? <laughs> exactly. We want yeah. you to invite people to church, but just know that inviting someone to church is not sharing the gospel, right? And, and just. And, and telling someone, I'm praying for you, that's not sharing the gospel. Helping someone with physical needs, mm-hmm. right? Taking someone a meal in the name of Jesus, that's good, but that's not sharing the gospel, right? All these things are good things and things that we need to do as followers of Jesus, but these things aren't sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we talked about Sunday morning. That's where we started is, you know, where are the basics? Where are the basics of sharing the gospel? And we answered what we're calling four life-changing questions. So let's talk about those four life-changing questions in the moments we have together in this episode. Okay, well, first, let's talk about this. Uh, What do you need to believe about God to be saved? Right. What is the basics of believing about God? Because we said Sunday morning that, you know, in actuality, there are probably very few true atheists in this world. Mm Mm-hmm. You're right. If, if we were to go to downtown Charleston today and wake up the drunk who's hung over because he spent all last night partying and he's sleeping on a park bench downtown, if I were to wake him up this morning, right, mm-hmm. and say, do you believe in God? He'd probably say what? He'd say, I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because I the a reality God. is, is most people believe that there is a God. Mm-hmm. But, but if you start asking the question, what do you believe about your God? that's when you're going to get a lot of different answers, oh, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you think about all the different world religions, whether it's, it's you know Muslims or Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or Hindus or whatever the case may be, every different religion has their take mm-hmm. on their particular God. Yes, so, so we can ask, do you believe in God? And most people are going to say, yes, I believe in God. But what specifically do you need to believe about God in order to have eternal life? And that's where we turn to Scripture, because in the Christian faith, we believe that Scripture is our, our final source mm-hmm. of truth, that it reveals to us who God is and what God desires from his people. And so we turn to Scripture to answer the question, what do we need to believe about God in order to be saved? And we talked about Sunday morning, there are some some very pertinent truths that we need to believe. We need to believe that, one, God is creator, right? That, that he is the one who created everything, the heavens and the earth, Genesis chapter 1. Mm-hmm. We also need to believe that God is holy. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a word that we use in everyday language. When, 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 when we go to, to our jobs Monday through Friday, we probably don't have many conversations with people about holiness, but it's, it's, it's a key characteristic of who our God is. And so, Trey, when you think about the word holy, what do you think about? I think uh, the idea is uh, to be separate, yeah. different from, yeah. um, set apart yeah. type idea. So when we talk about God, God is, is different. Now, we're made in his image, mm-hmm. and there are some sh- characteristics of God that we share. Mm-hmm. God is love, and we're able to love, for example, right? God is merciful, and we're able to extend mercy as well. But, but there are plenty of attributes that God has that, that we do not share with him. Mm-hmm. This is what makes him holy. This makes him distinct from us. For example, you know, God is... 
what we call omnipresent. He's everywhere. Everywhere. You can't escape his presence, right? He is all powerful. He can do whatever he wants. He is mm-hmm. he is sovereign. He is over everything. And so so when we say that God is holy, we are saying that that yes, we are made in his image, but but at the same time he is not like mm-hmm. us. And he is perfect in every way. That that he is absolutely sinless, mm-hmm. right? We sin all the time. God has never sinned, nor will he ever sin. And so we have to believe that about God in order to be saved, that he is a holy Holy God God. that we ultimately answer to, right? And so he is a holy God, and at the same time, he's also a just God. What do we mean when we say that God is just? He always does the right thing. He always does the right thing, right? He he always judges Mm -hmm. correctly. Yes. And, and, and so what that means is if God is just, if he always does what is right, he can't simply take our sin and sweep it under the rug. And act like it never and happened. And act like yeah. it never happened. Yeah. If he did that, he would cease to be just. Mm-hmm. He would, in a sense, cease to be God. Mm-hmm. Because if he is God, holy in every way and completely just, he must deal with our sin. So, so what we must believe about God is that, that he is holy, that he is just, that he is love. Mm-hmm. That that he is a good God who loves the people that he created. So so just making sure when we have those gospel conversations that we believe the right things about God based on what we see in Scripture. And so if you're going to have a gospel conversation, these are the things you have to talk about. Hey, this is what I believe about God, and and this is what you should believe about God as well based on what we see in Scripture. Right. So we're saying that it can't just be a belief in God because you know. I think a lot of people have thought, well, you know, they believed in God. I've heard that over yeah. and over again. Well, did the, somebody passes away and they said, well, you know, they did believe in God. And my first question is, is that they believe in the God of the Bible? Right. That's <laughs> exactly know? right. We got to make sure that we're the, the terms are defined properly. Yeah. Cause number one, we don't want to lead somebody the wrong way. That's right. Um, and we got to be very clear. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, number two, what do you need to believe about sin? And then this is the big one. What yeah. do you need to believe about sin to be saved? Yeah, and we talked about this Sunday morning because we said, you know, it, it's probably not hard to convince people there's a God. Most people believe there's a God. Mm-hmm. And and it might not be really that hard to convince people that God is holy, right? Because after all, if he's God, that's what we're saying, that he's different than us. By definition, God must be different than us, right? Mm-hmm. So it's probably not hard to convince people that God is holy. It's probably not hard to convince people that God is love. It's probably not hard to convince people that God is just, that he always does the right thing, that he's perfect and sinless. I mean, people probably buy into that. If you would have a conversation with them about God and they're open to the idea that there really is a God, those things might not be hard to convince people of. Mm-hmm. But what may be hard to convince people of is that they are sinners. Because everybody has a different definition of what sin is, right? You know. So we said Sunday morning that I, that sin, literally, it's it's missing the mark. That mm-hmm. God has a standard uh, for the people He has created. You go back to the Old Testament, for example, and you see the Old Testament law, the Ten Commands. This is this is this is the mark. This is what what God wants us to live up to. And every single one of us have missed the mark. We've fail to to meet the standards that God requires of his people. We tell our children that sin is anything you think, say, or do that dishonors the Lord. Anything you think, say, or do that dishonors the Lord. Sin is missing the mark. It is mm-hmm. it is anything you think, say, or do that dishonors the Lord. It is outright rebellion against the God that created you. Every time you sin, you are saying to God, God, you don't know what's best for me. You might have created me. You might love me. You might be perfect, but you don't know what's best for me. 
I know what's best for me. I'm going to do life my way instead of your way. That is the essence of sin. It's pride that says, I know better than God. Mm-hmm. Right? So sin is more than just I haven't murdered somebody and I haven't committed adultery. Right. Because that's kind of what everybody goes to, you know, well, I've never murdered anybody, you know, yeah. so I must be all right. You yeah. Know? And sin is more than a mistake. Yeah. More than just, oops, I didn't mean to do that. Sin is is an an act of rebellion against God. And every time you do something, say something, or think something that is is contrary uh, to God's word and the standard that he has set, you have sinned against God. And the Bible is very clear, Romans 3.23, we have all sinned. Mm-hmm. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark. In fact, we talked about Sunday morning, you know, how in, in, in Romans uh, chapter 3 that, that Paul says, there is none righteous, no, not one. All have turned away from God. And, and Paul says in Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin, what we have earned for our sin is what, Trey? Death. Death. That's what every single one of us deserves. And so, so helping people when you have a gospel conversation with them to understand the condition that they are in, help them to see who God is. He is a holy God who loves you. He's a, uh, a, a father. He is uh, the heavenly father. He is the creator. He is just. And also understanding who you are. You are not God. Mm-hmm. You might think you are because you think your way is better than his way, but you're not God. You are a sinner. You've rebelled against the God that that made you and the God that loves you, right? And that's what sin is. That's what sin is. Yeah. That's what sin is. Well, I, you know, we talked about what we need to believe about God, so I think that's where a lot of people stop. Mm-hmm. Like I said, did he believe in God? But it's even more specific because it also, we need to ask the question, what do you need to believe about Jesus to be saved? Yeah, so, so thinking about who God is, thinking about who we are and how our sin has separated us from God. Romans 6, 23, again, the mm-hmm. wages of sin mm-hmm. is death. We are separated from God. That's the problem, but God has provided a solution. His name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the solution so help, is not a way or a path. It, it is a person. It is a person, yeah. right? Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the mm-hmm. truth, and the life. No mm-hmm. man comes to the Father except through me. Jesus, the person, is the way to the Father. And so we talked about Sunday morning, just some essential truths that you must believe about Jesus in order to be saved, in order to be a child of God. You must believe that he was a real person, mm-hmm. right? We talked about the humanity of Jesus, that, that he had flesh and blood just like me and you, right? That we talk about at Christmas time especially, the incarnation, that God became one of us, born as a baby in a manger, lived life just like we do, and then went to a cross and died in our place. And so we talked about how important it is that Jesus is a real person because we needed someone who was like us to pay the penalty for our sin. We talked briefly about the Old Testament sacrificial system Sunday, and and now if you're having a gospel conversation, you might not get into all this, but we did talk about how in the Old Testament, right? It's foundational. Yeah, it's foundational that, that people made sacrifices to God, animal sacrifices, uh, to atone for their sins. But we also said that that was just pointing to a person who was to come because the writer of Hebrews says that the blood of bulls and goats can never really forgive you of your sins. Mm-hmm. We needed someone like us who could do for us what we could not do for ourselves. We could not live a perfect life. But Jesus was the perfect person who did on our behalf what we could not do for ourselves. Jesus was a person who was absolutely sinless. Mm. Just like his heavenly father. He never did or has never done anything wrong, perfect in all his ways. The question is, how in the world could a person live on this planet, this broken world, and never sin? That seems impossible. How is it possible? 
Because he wasn't just man. Because he wasn't just man. Mm -hmm. He was also fully God. And so when you're having a gospel conversation, you know, being clear about both of those truths, that Jesus is fully man, but not only is he fully man, he is fully God. Because only God could live a perfect life. And only God could take the penalty for the sins of every single person on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Only God could do that, right? And so so we need a Savior who was fully human and at the same time fully divine. And so when I'm sharing the gospel with somebody, I'm going to try to help them understand that. Mm-hmm. Man, that we have a Savior who's perfect in every way because he's fully man and he's fully God. That's mind-blowing, I know, but that's the truth of the gospel. The w- reason why Jesus is the way, the truth, and life is because he's a fully man and fully, per- or excuse me, fully person, fully human, and fully God, and did for us, one, he did for us what we could not do, not for, could not do for ourselves by living a completely perfect life, and two, he went to a cross and took the punishment for our sins. So when you're sharing the gospel, you've got to talk about the death of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to talk about how how at the cross, uh, that is where Jesus experienced the punishment for the sins that we have committed. He literally took our place. He was our substitute. Mm-hmm. Have to go there. You have to go there. Otherwise, you know, and we've heard people say these sort of things. Well, you know, I believe Jesus is a good way. He is one way, but there are a lot of ways yeah. to get there. But it is the cross that points us back that yeah. he, by definition, he has to be the only way. He is the way. only way. Yeah. He is the only way. But he didn't stay dead, did he, Trey? No. And so whenever we share the gospel, we must share the fact that he did not stay dead. Because if Jesus stayed dead, then so what? Mm-hmm. He really didn't accomplish anything. Just another guy. Just another guy who, who, who died as a religious fanatic. Mm-hmm. But he didn't stay dead. We believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And because he rose from the dead... All our sins can be forgiven, and we can be given the hope of eternal life. Jesus rising from the dead proves to us that he was more than a person, that he is fully God. And Mm -hmm. so when you're sharing the gospel, I mean, these are the essentials you must share. These are the things that you must believe to be saved. You must believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that he is fully man, fully God, who died in our place but did not stay dead. He rose from the dead, proving that he was God, forgiving us of all of our sins and giving us life eternal. You got to believe it. And I, I think all this is, is wonderful because I think it helps us kind of concentrate on what's the most important. Yeah. But let me just ask this question. Is there things that we probably shouldn't get into when we're sharing the gospel? I mean, should we start getting in arguments and other things? How, how, how yeah, important is yeah. it is for us to be able to defend every single argument yeah. somebody well, brings up? And that's up? the thing. We can't defend everything that, that people bring up. I mean, none of us have, have infinite knowledge of every single subject. Mm-hmm. I do not have infinite knowledge of Mormonism, for example. Mm-hmm. And so I might be sharing the gospel with a Mormon and he might bring up something, uh, that, that, you know, I just hadn't thought through mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. I need to think through it maybe. And maybe I can say, Hey, I'll get back to you on that. But, but here's, here's the deal. We need to defend our faith. Well, right. We need to be able yes. to have an answer. First Peter three fifteen talks about that. Right. But at the same time, understanding that we're finite people. Sometimes we might not have an answer. And knowing that that God has called us more to share the faith rather than defend the faith, right? You're going to share the faith sometimes, and it's going to fall on ears that just will not receive it. But it you've de- done your job. You've shared the will. faith, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you will defend your faith, and, and it's just not going to get through, right? But sometimes you're going to share your faith, and it's going to fall on ears that are ready to receive it. This is the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4. You're gonna fall, it's going to fall on ears ready to receive it, and people are going to respond. Mm-hmm. Your 
job as a believer is to share the faith, share the gospel, the simple truth of the gospel, leave it in God's hands. Are there times to defend the faith? Absolutely. Do you need to know how to defend your faith? Absolutely. But there will always be times when you're asked something that you just might not be mm-hmm. able to answer. Don't let that deter you from sharing the gospel. Just share the gospel and let God do the work. You know, I've said actually gives you a little authenticity. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah. When you say, hey, listen, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, well, you know, he, he he's not thinking he's more than he is, you know, right. or something like right. that. So it's kind of authentic. Yeah. We're not excusing you from studying and from understanding and from seeking out knowledge. Not at all. But at the same time, we are encouraging you not to be discouraged mm-hmm. when you don't have all the answers. Yeah. Just share the gospel. Amen. Leave it in God's hands. All right. And then the, the fourth question is uh, we need to ask this question. What do you need? To be saved. What, what do you, you need, need to, to do yeah. to be saved? Yeah, so there are things you need to believe, things you need to believe about God, believe about sin, and believe about Jesus. You need those certain things that we, we've already talked about, but then after you express those things mm-hmm. that you need to believe uh, to be a follower of Jesus, what do you actually need to do? What If I'm sharing the gospel with a lost person, Trey, what do I need to tell them to do in response to those things I've asked them to believe? Well, one, I need to tell them to believe that the only way to be saved is is to believe in these truths, right? So you think about the gospel. When, when, when Jesus is on this earth, he was constantly saying, repent and believe, repent and believe. You see in the book of Acts, repent and believe, mm-hmm. repent and believe. So believe the truths about who Jesus is, what he's done for us, what he's accomplished for us through his death and resurrection, and repent. We talked about Sunday morning, how repentance, it literally is a change of mind. That's what the word means, to change your mind about something, Right? So, so if you think about someone who's lost, uh, what they're thinking about is how do I gratify my desires? How do I live for me? When the gospel intersects your life and when you give your life to Jesus, you go from a person who's constantly thinking, what do I do to please me? To a person who's thinking, what do I do to please God? Right? Mm. There's a change of mind that takes place. That's repentance. And that repentance, that change of mind, it always leads to a change of what? Change of actions. Yeah. Change of mind that leads to a change of action. Again, repent isn't a word that we use in everyday conversation a lot. When when you're, you know, at work and you're hanging out with your buddies at work, you probably don't (laughs) use the word, hey, did you repent yesterday? I mean, that's just not something to talk about. But it is a crucial uh, Christian uh, term uh, that, 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 you know, we need to help people understand because the only way to enter into the kingdom of God is by believing in Jesus and repenting, changing your mind about who Jesus is and believing in him and 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 letting that change of mind lead to a change of action. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you've probably heard it talked about before, Trey, and you've probably said it before because mm-hmm. I know I have. It's turning, right? Turning. It's turning from one direction and heading in another direction. It's turning from a, a lifestyle of sin saying, I don't want to live that way anymore. Instead, I want to live a life that honors and pleases God. That is repenting. And so to, to be in a relationship with Jesus, you have to believe the truth about Jesus, right? Confess mm-hmm. that he is Lord, Romans 10, 9, but also you have to repent, change your mind about who he is, and begin living his way. Amen. And so I think oftentimes for those of us who get into co- gospel conversations, that's what we have a hard time doing. Mm. You know, honestly, for me, um, you know, I don't mind sharing the truths of the gospel. I can tell you about who Jesus is and what he's done, who God is, and about sin. But sometimes it's hard for me to say, okay, now, you know what you need to do? Believe and repent. Mm-hmm. That's hard to have that conversation. But we're going to talk about that this Sunday at Northwood. And so if you're here, you'll look forward to hearing that. We'll also follow up on the next episode of the podcast and talk about that this more as well. I think it's, that's where it gets all personal because yeah. as a salesman, uh, I was a salesman for many years, and one of the things we always had to do, we always had to try to close the sale. Right. And that was always the most uncomfortable yeah, part because yeah. you could tell them all the benefits of this product, yeah. 
But if you didn't say, well, you know, would you like one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it didn't matter. That's right. And that's the same thing here. They can believe all this stuff, but if they don't, if there's not some type of a response, that's right. Then it, everything they had before is kind of irrelevant. So. That's right. That's right. All right, brother. Well, this has been fascinating. I think uh, just to kind of get an idea, some basis, some foundation of uh, what we need to do to share the gospel. Um, is there a way that maybe somebody can get some of these basics down uh, that uh, they would know? Because obviously, in just this short time, it's been real yeah, difficult yeah. to kind of, unless people had pen and pencil in hand, which yeah, I hope they yeah, did. Yeah. Uh, what can we do to kind of get some of these basics uh, down for ourselves? Yeah, I think um, maybe go back and listen to the podcast again with yeah. a pen in hand. There you go. Uh, but also, you know, being if you're part of the Northwood family, be here because we're going to continue to talk about these things. And I'm going to try for us at Northwood to provide just a, a real, maybe a half-page document for people to just kind of have some of these fundamentals down. Um, and so I think that would be helpful. I mean, just staying in the Word and, and being in a church that teaches these things yeah. is helpful to just put it in your head over and over again for sure. All right, Pastor Tommy, why don't you close us and and just encourage us to go out there and share the gospel. What we've done today is we've gotten back to the basics, and hopefully this has been helpful for you. Probably if you're a follower of Jesus, this has been a review for you. Maybe it's helped you to think through some things, but but these are the things that you must believe about Jesus to be saved. And so we hope that you take these things seriously, and we hope that you do share these things. And Because that's what it's all about. God has left us on this earth to, uh, to, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, and we want that for you. So we hope the day has been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful, go ahead right now and share this with a friend. Let them know uh, about this podcast on your device right now go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that way you can have new content delivered to your device every single week if you don't mind leave us a review reviews are very helpful for us they get the word out about the podcast and as always we hope that this episode has helped you connect faith to life <laughs>